I've started recording. Okay. Then I have a very important announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say it? Yeah. Taylor Allison Swift is going on tour, and I need someone who knows someone to get me tickets. I need at least three. Pre-sale codes haven't come out yet. But wasn't there like a big line for the There was, and I didn't get that. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for bringing that up. This is Juliana talking, if you couldn't tell, for Murder, I Barely Know Her. Um, And I need to see Taylor Allison Swift. I know I live in Chicago. I want to go to the one in Cincinnati. Do not get me Chicago tickets. I want the one in Cincinnati. Three tickets. Four if you got them. Cincinnati. Taylor's Allison Swift. I could probably check our logistics and see if anyone in Cincinnati. They don't need to live there. I don't need to see them. I guess that's true. That was pretty fun, though. I just need them to have connections. I mean, if they're there and they want to meet up, good. We could do a meet and greet in Cincinnati. Oh, that is probably our number one fan base right now. Can you check real quick? I think so. Yep, Cincinnati. Speaking of concerts, I just went to one last night, and this man, who is very drunk Mm. to begin with, the concert Mm -hmm. began, and he said, I Ubered over here from work, and he was already drunk. So he either took many shots on the Uber there or works at a bar. I don't know. Or both. Or both. Mm -hmm. Both. Very drunk, talking to me the whole time um, in an obnoxious way, and then- you know, we get 45 minutes into the set and they start playing a song and he says, I'd rather kill myself than listen to this song. Then he walked away and he never came back. The rest of the concert, he was gone. There's like 10 more songs left. Number one, I'm going to say, I'm so glad he knows himself. He said, I'm in danger. I'm getting myself out of danger. Um, so congratulations to that man. Number two, why didn't you chase after him? Frankly, he was annoying me. Second of all, I was enjoying it. I liked that song. Was it as good or better than the Reliant K concert we saw at Baylor University? I Nothing will beat that. We convinced the opener that we were in love. Fun little story. Quick, quick, quick. Me and Andrew sat in the front row of a section and we held hands and then held hands up when they were like, is there any lovers in the audience or something like that? Well, because I was holding your hand up because at that point you did have a lover. But then (laughs) he for sure thought we were in love. We were the two. Because we were holding hands. So we at basically throughout the rest of the concert, I mean, we just lost our damn minds. We we took on the role of lovers. We couldn't let the opener down. And what is what is pre-Thanksgiving than the season for lovers? That's right. When no, that's Okay. Like- okay. When I think I know your answer, but I still gotta ask this. 
I'm going to stop a- you there and say I've been listening to Christmas music all day today. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I don't even want you to ask it. I don't even want you to ask it. I started off crisp and early this morning, 8.30 a.m. to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. I love that about you. Mm-hmm. I love so many things about you, but that's near the top of the list. Okay, here's what I have to say for everybody out there who's listening who has to deal with Grinches. And all of us do. All of us have to deal with Grinches who say, wah, 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 don't listen to Christmas music till after Thanksgiving. Wah, 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 mustard. This is what you say. Okay. I'll start listening to Christmas music after Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving, which was October 10th. That's the comeback of the century, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You know that meme of Jack Skellington and then he puts on a hat and he's Santa Claus? That's me on November 1st. That's me. I love that about you. I love this about us. Um... On this special holiday episode, we're going to get real deep. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a Christmas episode. You heard it. <laughs> so if you're a Grinch, turn it off. We've probably played the intro before this. We've been talking oh, no. for a long time. I think there was a perfect way, a perfect spot for you to put the intro music in. Okay. I'll go back and find the place. <laughs> in post. Get our editor on that. I... <laughs> Well, I don't know if they're getting paid enough. How's how's he doing? He is overworked and underpaid. As they say in Les Mis. I thought it was going to make that little sound. Let me try, let me try. Did you hear that? For the audience at home, that was Andrew um, tapping on his rosé glass. Andrew, what am I tapping on? Give me one moment. A plastic A&W root beer bottle. <laughs> I got cyberbullied this week. You did. <laughs> I really did. I'd forgotten about that. Well, I want to bring it up because this is my podcast. Our podcast. I hope the cyberbully gets fired from their job. I sent their comments to every single person I could think of. Anyway, they're literally twelve. It's fine. Too. And it's and regarding this podcast. Mm-mm. Yeah. So for all the people who are sending feedback, keep it coming. We can deal with hate mail. So if that's all you have to say, keep it coming. Because here's the piece of hate mail that I got this week. Please share. Regarding our previous episode where we had our two esteemed guests on. Oh, no. I feel like you really need to go back to Baylor and either demand a course in accents or get all of your money back. Egg on their face. We didn't even have an accent course. (laughs) Our BFA curriculum did not include accent work. No. You either had it or you didn't, baby. And we both have it. <laughs> so my cyberbullying was not as not as aggressive as yours was, but it <laughs> <laughs> pertained to this podcast. No, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because um, here's the thing about accents. I don't care what region of the world you go to, someone's accent is going to sound fake to you. That is such a good point. 
that I I I know. Take I'm that, so disgruntled yeah, listener. <laughs> <laughs> to the disgruntled listener, I'd like to hear your accents. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Here's the challenge. <laughs> I'll say your name, David. David. Send in, send in a voice memo of your best Irish. That's right. Okay. So <clears throat> should we go and get our our lovely suggestions that so many people submitted yes they've really been pouring in i will say one of the we didn't get a suggestion but we just got a picture in our dms did you see that yes the fan (laughs) one of our fans sent in a um a a picture of of nailless nubs just like literally fingers without any nails from some place so shout out to that fan. Shout out. Although you did respond, uh, you're this close to getting blocked. <laughs> no, our social media coordinator um, oh, said that. That's right. uh, yeah, that's right. that was out of my hands. Talk about overworked, underpaid. Am I right? Um, okay. So from our suggestions. Oh, wait. We actually, we did get one suggestion, right? Speaking yeah. of um, Taylor Allison Swift. Yes. So our murder weapon is going to be a Taylor Swift limited edition vinyl record. Mm-hmm. And we can't wait. All right. Let's go back to our other suggestions we got from our Instagram story earlier today. If you're not following us on Instagram, you're missing out. Um, we are, I think, one person away from 100 followers. And at 100 followers, we are doing a huge giveaway. <laughs> Just like last week's. Nobody took us up. <laughs> no one took us up on that offer. Do you want to go through and look at some of the submissions for... And choose your favorite. Perfect. It looks like our, so our weapon is chosen. Then I really want our location to be the Grand Canyon. I'm taking that out of our, out of our suggestions. Love that. I think someone is just submitting something right now. Oh, wow. I can't wait for it to come in live. It looks like uh, our motive is going to be Hermione Granger. Sounds good. All right. So weapon, Taylor Swift limited edition vinyl, location, Grand Canyon, motive, Hermione Granger. Pretty chilling story this week, guys. Andrew, I can see you tearing up. I'm just nodding. I should have said something. This is a podcast. (laughs) No, it's okay. I could see you kind of tearing up. Um, Does this kind of hit home for you? It really does. Because here's the thing. I went and visited the Grand Canyon in 2013. Okay. And that was when this murder happened. Okay. And it seems from the date I went in June, I can't remember the exact date in June, but this this murder happened June 14th. So I very well could have been there or, or recently after. Wow. That's why I am just grateful for life this, this day. Wow. And every day, but especially right now. No, no, no. I, I understand. Um, so this one really... You know, it touches home for Andrew and for me as well, because I, you know, I met some of my best friends through something that makes them and I very happy. But for this person, it it really was their trigger point. And, and we'll get to that later. But it is interesting how something that can bring so much joy can also bring so much anger and pain um, to, to someone else. And this really is a story about the duality of emotion the duality of man and the duality of weather and a little bit of magic unfortunately all right so let's get just right into it it's a hot summer's day 
it is Arizona. You have two unlucky tourists. They mm-hmm. are visiting from out of states, out of the states. Mm-hmm. They're from Canada. Chip and Barbara McCowan. Chip and Barbara McCowan from Saskatchewan, Canada. Mm-hmm. And they are thinking that they are going to visit one of the country's most majestic national parks. They think they're going to have a wonderful week away from the kids. They have kids. That's right. It's sad because they have kids. And they've only been married for five years. So it's two under two at this point. That babysitter had more work cut out for her than she thought. It was their maternal grandmother. Sorry, I get I get choked up when I think of that. So Chip and Barbara. McCowan. McCowan, yeah. Chip and Barbara. They have their flower shirts. They have their camera straps around their neck. They have their straw hats. They are the stereotypical tourist. If you can imagine the little sunscreen noses, they had those. Yeah. And the I think the most unique thing about them is their love for adventure. So they had decided not to stay in any sort of hotel or accommodation throughout this trip. They really wanted to get acquainted with the natural world. So they had a big old tent that they had pitched and in Grand Canyon National Park they had they had rented campsites. Mhm. And one backpack between them that that comes in later. So Chip and Barbara, it is a Tuesday, regular Tuesday. They are hiking. This is their big hiking day. So they are Mm -hmm. waking up before sunrise. They are lacing up their hiking boots. They are getting that one backpack and they are ready to go. And one thing about Chip was he was always overprepared. So he would always bring extra snacks. He always had extra water packs. Um, He always would make sure that I mean, really down to the shoelaces. He had an extra pack of shoelaces because Barbara was very forgetful. It's the reason that there's only one backpack between them. She had a fully packed backpack. She just left in Canada. Um, So they kind of, they were a little low on resources, but Chip had really, you know, kind of overpacked like as he always does. So, And you can imagine between one backpack that made it really heavy. Right. Yes. Because they're they're mm-hmm. gonna be out till the sun sets. And so mm-hmm. they have water for the day, they have food for the day, they have everything that they need, a change of clothes. Chip is really prepared. They um, even had condoms. baby clothes. Wait, what did you say? I said condoms. I said baby clothes. Mm. Ah. <laughs> what were the baby clothes for? I didn't read that. Uh they had just gotten mixed up in the laundry that they brought. Oh, mm-hmm. Two under two. That forgetful, forgetful Barbara. What can I say? Classic Barbara. Am I right? Brain fart Barb. Is that what people called her? I didn't. I didn't come across that. I read it on Reddit. I kind of did a deep dive into this one. Wow. So, um, they had started their hike, and uh, I mentioned something about the duality of the weather earlier, and it's because the hike started, and it was a hot, hot day. So, um, they weren't wearing many layers. And they were on a very, very common path. And so, you know, they had passed some tourists, but most tourists had gotten about a a little bit of earlier start in the day. So some of them were actually making their descent like back down to the campsites. Um, They had gotten a little later start, but they were, you know, making their way up. 
all of a sudden, downpour. Just rain and rain and rain. They hadn't checked the forecast. Um, And so, you know, they were kind of huddled over and a man wearing a locals guide kind of Grand Canyon shirt came over and offered to kind of situate them in like a little cabin off of the path to wait out the storm. And unfortunately, they accepted. Yeah. So they're wet. Their change of clothes, done for. They're with another man. So the chance of using that condom out the window. And unfortunately, their backpack was not waterproof. One of the things they hadn't thought about was rain in the desert. Mm-hmm. And so they're following this man off the beaten trail. Uh, and now, Juliana, these three did go off into a pretty remote area. So um, I'm still, I never came across how we know this next information. Was this from the killer's confession once we caught this- him? This is directly from the killer's confession. Mm-hmm. So I guess take this with a grain of salt because a killer could also be a liar. Most certainly. But this is what we learned from the killer, who he introduced himself as Mountain Gregorovich. Man Mike. Mike Gregorovich. Mountain Man Mike Gregorovich. And his accent was wild. You try doing it. I'll try doing it, but then we have the actual tapes of him doing it. Oh. <laughs> okay, so you... you Okay, Juliana's going to try to do what the tape says, and then we'll play the actual tape. Then we'll play the actual tape. How good tape. she does. Yeah. When I was to the woods, um, I saw the two uh, victims, uh, and I said... Uh, Come with me to the cabin. There was no cabin. That was a valiant effort. That was more French than Russian, but I'll it give was, it. It was you. way more French than Russian. I don't. I don't know if we mentioned this. I haven't had any formal accent training. Well, that was impressive French for having no formal accent training. But let's play the tape and see how you did. Yeah, let's play it. I took them to the cabin. I said that I was a tour guide and I took them in there. My killer hut. So you said mine was too French. I'm going to counter and say mine was the right amount of French. <laughs> this doesn't pertain to the story, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm a little taken aback by how French he sounds on that tape. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, all the countries over there are close together. Accents mix and mingle and match. Mix and mingle and match. Mm. So they're over there. They're in this um, this cabin all together, drying off. And I think one of the first um, signs that they kind of realized that they were in danger, um, according to Mr. Greg Gorovich, is his shirt that he had made started to peel because he he had just used stickers from like the dollar store and the rain was disintegrating and, them yeah and so they started to peel off so it was just a plain yellow shirt instead of like a park ranger shirt um so that was that was suspicious yeah and so um we are guessing that um our two canadian friends got suspicious 
The McCowans. The McCowans, yes. The McCowans got suspicious. And so Barb decided to poke around the cabin a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, she's like, she saw the disintegrating letters on the shirt. Um, it probably said Grand Anion at that point. And so she was like asking some questions. She was like, I'm, oh, ooh, where's your bathroom? She's poked around for the bathroom. She opens up the closet door. And to her befuddlement inside. Have you ever seen have you ever seen that iCarly episode where they get stuck inside the teacher's home and there's a shrine to Randy Jackson? Yes. It was like that, but with Taylor Swift. And the most horrifying thing was on all of the pictures of Taylor Swift. Instead of Taylor Allison Swift, it said Taylor Allison Gregorovich. Does not have the same ring. And there was a full-sized... I don't know if anyone's seen um, Phantom of the Opera, the movie with Gerard Butler as the Phantom, but there's a full Christine figurine wearing her wedding garb. Um, There was a Taylor Swift figurine like that with one horrid detail. Her face was missing. And this we all, the police found later. Um, There was also, well, they found this whole cabin in the room later. So they, Mm -hmm. there was also a, a huge wall with all of the faces of Taylor Swift's exes. Mm -hmm. And each of them, was vandalized in some way. One of them had a bloody throat slit. One of them's eyes were gouged out. One of them was Harry Styles. What we think was urine on them. That was the Harry Styles one. And this was 2013. So, you know, there was, I don't know the exact timeline of Taylor Swift's dating story, but there weren't as many faces up there as we'd think there would be today. No, 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 no. This was pre-Calvin Harris, pre-Tom Hiddleston. I'm glad you found that information. I've, I I didn't do the Taylor Swift research. That's all right. That's what I'm here for. So anyways, this disturbed Barb, of course. So Barb comes rushing back to her husband. It's like, we need to go. We need to go. We need to go. And he's like, but it's still raining, but it's still raining. And she's trying to describe what she's seen until. Until the, the killer walked back in and Mr. Gorovich was wearing a Taylor Swift wig. And, and holding. One of her vinyls, mm-hmm. but it had been distorted, so it was like a, a giant ninja star. It was really sharp around the edges. Yeah, he had clearly taken um, his brand new vinyl and cut it out into a throwing star. Um, so it was very jagged. It was very rough, and he had that wig on, like I said, and um, later on, we found out he had just microdosed on shrooms um, because he always did that before a kill. Let me bring that um, that tape up where he admits to doing that. I had a basement where I grew shrooms. And all I have to say is I would take a little bit of my tongue and then kill. We've heard oh. enough. 
So that was the um, detective cutting him off because they had already heard the story one too many times. So he, um, he, he immediately after coming in, he saw the panic in their eyes immediately threw this jagged star at, uh, Barb incredible Mm -hmm. aim immediately hit her right in the throat slid it on the spot Mm -hmm. chip screaming shouting of course doesn't make for the door he could have made it if he had done that but no he goes down to barb it's his wife they loved each other very much they're canadian they're canadian they don't leave anyone behind no i mean i don't i don't really know how else to describe it other than canadians no man left behind that's literally on their flag Mm. so then juliana tell us how how he got chip so remember the wig he was wearing i do yeah so um because uh he was already enraged he ripped the wig off and he used that to choke chip um to, to to death and um it was quick it was, I would love to say painless, but, you know, we both know. It was. Uh, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeded to take Barb's face off and complete his Taylor Swift mannequin with her face. Disturbing details. Mm-hmm. That he was proud to share. He was. And the police naturally were confused about why Mm -hmm. but he was very clarifying in his interview wasn't he yeah actually um we have a tape you know post confession from him right before he was put to death with the electric chair and so it's really tense but um Barb's and Chip's family had been you know looking for them the tempt was abandoned uh you know that they then they called police police basically immediately found him and um he confessed right on the spot and the reason he was so forthcoming with everything is right in this interview i do not regret what i have done all i have to say is watch harry potter and you'll know i did it time mark one hour, 14 minutes, 17 seconds. What a cryptic. Wow. Well, not very cryptic because you can we can go do that research. Of course they went and they went through the Harry Potter movies and they finally found that hour, you know, mark and a couple of oh, minutes change. Oh, did they not change. just fast forward right to it? No, they watched they the, whole watch thing. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The huge Harry Potter fans in Arizona. Oh, I guess I guess in the interview he never said which movie. No, so they had to watch all of them, and um, it turned out it was in the Chamber of Secrets. It was the first time Hermione said "mudblood," and it turned out Gregorovich had been really discriminated against growing up because he was a French man with a Russian last name. So he always felt like he could relate to 
the mudbloods in um, the Harry Potter universe because they were always looked down upon it. You know, it means dirty blood. You know, it's it's not pure. It was never pure blooded wizard. And he was never pure blooded French. He was never pure blooded Russian. And and people looked down on him and bullied him for that. And mm. so um, that just that rage filled him up. And so when he saw these French Canadians, you know, people didn't care if they were French or Canadian. They, they were just allowed to be themselves. And I think, I think he just really, instead of channeling rage into admiration, he tra- he channeled that into um, murder. Yeah, and I think he tried to get some of his um, upsetness with society out through being a Swifty, mm-hmm. uh, which, as we observed, what got a little creepy, mm-hmm. and that wasn't enough of a rush for him, so he had to resort to murder. Well, and the reason he clung on to Taylor Swift so much is because she was allowed to be a country singer and a pop singer. Mm. You know, she was allowed to be this duality. And that goes right back to what you were saying, dealing with the duality of all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And it did. And that was the downfall of him. He didn't believe there could be duality. No. So if I had to give a moral to this if there's a takeaway it is we contain multitudes it is that every person is unique and that there is no one thing you need to be it is that every accent is going to sound fake to you sometimes but Mm there is no reason to hate because it is as long as it's true it is good wow thank you andrew And that is trying to find some hope in this horrible, horrible story. Horrible tragedy. Uh, There is a GoFundMe set up um, through Venmo for the um, for the children of the Canadian couple. You can Venmo me, and I'll get that to the family. Yeah, I'll I'll um, link my Venmo. I'll link the Venmo. They are the, older than the, notes. The, the kids are older than 18 now, but so they're officially adults, but they could still need the money. So please. So I'll, I'll get it to them. Please, please donate to their cause through via, via, via Juliana. 80% of the profits go to them. 20%. 80% of the profits go to them. Yeah, you're right. That's all. Taylor Swift tickets. Taylor Swift tickets. Careful of those vinyls, though. Wow. <laughs> another another mystery solved. Another tale told. Well, listeners, follow us on Instagram if you don't already. If you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, how can I make it better? Well, you can. Send in your comments, your frustrations, your concerns, and your suggestions to Murder I Barely Know Her at Instagram. We also have a Murder I Barely Know Her at gmail.com email account and you can always follow us on our personal instagrams and dm us your thoughts and suggestions for the next episode be featured in our next episode that way um also just the best thing you can do for us is just tell a friend tell a friend to tell a friend tell a friend to tell a friend send an episode to someone you love and say thinking about you today and if they reply back who is this double down send them another episode (laughs) We have three now, so you have three chances to get on their good side. Four if you send a cake.
a cake? You've never tried to get on someone's good side with cake? That's yeah, but I feel like that just that you we skipped a few steps. It's like sending a podcast episode easy. Cake, that's shipping. No. That's Kroger. That's following them home and dumping it on their doorstep. Touche. Touche. You're overthinking it. If you do that, maybe you'll be our next episode. All right, we'll wrap things up. Thanks Caroline Munsell for our theme song as always. Gracias, Caroline Munsell. <laughs> um do you want to leave the audience with a joke? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think you forgot to tell it. <laughs> you might have said that in your head, Juliana. What's a DJ's favorite pasta sauce? You want me to say it? or you? No, no you I don't. want to say it. Okay. I don't you know ask what. me what it is. You don't know what it is? No, I don't. Oh, a DJ's favorite pasta sauce is marinara. That was a good one. Good night, Chicago. Nancy Pelosi. Nope. Not Nancy Pelosi. Who's our vice president? <laughs> Kamala. Kamala Harris is in Chicago taking in, um, some some classes at Second City today. One of the Jonas Brothers is in Atlanta today because they were spotted at the Falcons game. Well, Giovanna, my sister, literally walked past Joe Jonas and his child on the on the streets. And Sophie Turner. Last night at the concert, a random woman told me I looked like Joe Jonas. She is a liar that's you look like you look like kevin if anything that's an insult i say that with love so much love anyway